0: world in crisis. The peaceful planet of Mandalore is being strangled by the grip of corruption. With shortages of every kind, citizens must turn to the black market in order to survive. Desperate to free her people, Duchess Satine has asked her friend Padme Amidala to speak with the Jedi Council in hopes that they will send assistance to her struggling world.
1: Tigar. Welcome to the 108th Corruption Bossing episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember the best way to reach out to us via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email this fine podcast at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible and so inclined, and you're on Apple Podcast, five-star reviews. Always remember those are a great, easy way to support the show. They are insanely helpful in our quest to defeat the corruption of the algorithm. So thank you so much for doing that in advance. Well, Bucketheads, we're back. We're still hip-deep in Season 3 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. We are rocketing into the holiday season here in the States, and, and probably around the world, too, you know. But, uh, you know, in, in America, Thanksgiving's a big thing. That's, that's right here. We're right in it now. We're in the thick of it. And uh, I, can, I can smell the gravy in the cranberry sauce. And I'm excited about it. It's delightful. I'm ready to go. We have for you uh, an interesting episode in the early run of, of Season 3 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about it. Um, it, it this one's been a little bit of a, um, a... I don't know like mind-bender is the right word I want to use. Uh, but this episode has been challenging as I've attempted to figure out how we're going to talk about this episode in relation to, uh, you know, all of our other Star Wars conversations. This this episode picks up. It's kind of a, a, a continuation, little two-part Mandalorian update episode where we go back to Mandalore see what Duchess Satine's government is like. And uh, as in the last episode, we find out there's a lot going on beneath the surface of Mandalore that is not good, and a lot of it is, is centered around uh, as, as sort of a repercussion of Duchess Satine's politics, and so we'll talk a little bit more about that, and and uh, you know a broader scope of of what they're trying to say in the in this next episode. Yes, that's right. We are here for season three, episode six, the Academy. Original air date was Sep. Uh, excuse me, October fifteenth, twenty ten. Our plot for this week's episode: Ahsoka is assigned to tutor at a leadership academy on Mandalore. Such as the teen's nephew Corky and three of his classmates discover a conspiracy involving the black market and the planet's food supplies. Our episode is directed by Giancarlo Volpe, who has done some many fine, fine episodes of of the show thus far. And much like our previous episode, written by Katie Lucas and Stephen Melchin, Melchin, excuse me. So a, a, a again very much a continuation of what we got in the last episode, a sort of exploration of corruption. On Mandalore as opposed to where we normally see corruption on Coruscant. Our, episode, our cast this week headed up by the, the incredible Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano. Wit Hertford is Cadet Corky. Julian Holloway returns as Prime Minister Almec. Anna Graves is Duchess Satine Kreese. Uh, Omed Abati is Cadet Amos. And that is correct. That is that same Omode Abati who plays Dr. Pershing in The Mandalorian. The connections, folks. The connections. Ryan Templeton is Cadet Lagos. Ashley Moynihan is Cadet uh, Soyani. I think I'm saying that correctly. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker and the Secret Service Officer. D. Bradley Baker is Rex and the other Secret Service Officer. Tom Kane is our narrator and a Secret Service Officer. There you go. That's what we got. And our Jedi fortune cookie for this week. Those who enforce the law must obey it very idealized Jedi fortune cookie, if ever there was one. So, yeah, let's go ahead, let's do what we gotta do. We're gonna get to the other side of the bump and really kind of get into this episode. Uh, again, one I've sort of struggled for, for reasons that I'll, I'll elaborate on, on the other side of the bump, uh, to, to, you know, focus on our talking points for this week's episode. Uh, so this <laughs> this could be an interesting conversation and I hope I'm I'm so glad you're all along for the ride. Old listeners, welcome. New listeners, welcome. Let's all get together, have a good time, and check out this episode. So you know what that means if you're new here, maybe you haven't heard yet, but it's time. Strap on your buckets, let's go. The Jedi Council has given you a mission, Ahsoka. It's your duty to see it through.
0: Don't you think I'm just a little overqualified for this? According to Senator Amadala, Mandalore is a deeply corrupt world. If the cycle is to be broken, the future leaders at the Royal Academy of Government must learn the evils of corruption. Yoda feels that only
1: a young Padawan like you can get through to them. And get through to them, she does. Well, at least the four of them. You know, that's the four we focus on in this episode. It, uh, this episode, much like our, our episode with, with Chairman Papanoidia, we spend a lot of time with characters that we don't know. Which is another interesting choice in in the, this early part of the season for Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I you know I like expanding our scope. I like exploring uh, the the cultures of these other species in the in the Star Wars galaxy, as we did with the Pantorans, and now now we're doing uh, with a little bit more of a deep dive in, into some Mandalorian stuff. Uh, but this is one of the episodes um, where I, so I I sort of bump up against this. Mandalore and again I, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that thing where I pit the old canon versus the new canon because like this is just this is just the canon um, but there's sort of like this this thing in Star Wars I'm sure we've all have noticed it and it's, it's particularly amongst the sort of um, human species of the, of the Star Wars galaxy and, and uh, you know whether it's it's directly with Coruscant and the Republic itself or if we, we were to follow the the thread with Amidala and on Naboo and now with Satine on Mandalore, there's sort of like this weird sense of aristocracy um, that I, I, again, I just sort of bump up against. And it seems to be like this common thread for so many of the human uh, uh, cultures and, and species in, in the Star Wars galaxy that it, it's something that, that, I don't know, it doesn't, it's not like it rubs me the wrong way. It's just, it's just like, can we like diversify this a little bit? Like, why is Mandalore and Naboo so similar to, uh, you know, the sort of, um, I don't. I don't I'm, not, I'm not even. I'm not even sure what word I want to use. It's just there's a lot of similarity between the two. You know, this uh, we you know we know about Amidala, and her her upbringing, uh, going to academies like this that we're that we're seeing on Mandalore, and it just I don't know. I, I guess there's something interesting about you know children being trained at a young age to go into uh, a potential civil service sort of position, uh, to serve their people. Uh, I guess wish I I I wish it was explored a little bit differently, perhaps. Uh, and again, I think maybe the other part of the problem is that we're following a character who has a direct connection to Duchess Satine. So again, maybe it's probably just a personal quirk for me on this episode uh, that we're so closely related to the the source of power on the planet. You know, uh, this is a, this is a character who has access to the prime minister. He has access to his aunt. The Duchess, um, and and that's not necessarily how. That's not the most fun way to explore a conspiracy, you know, where you can just go and have meetings. Get you can get the, the the prime minister of an entire planet on on a holocom and he's gonna uh, do a sting operation and try to get you try to get you in all kinds of trouble. Um, again, one of the one of the oddities in, for me in this episode. My other issue with this particular episode is, again, it's fun to explore corruption. And talk about it uh, on Mandalore, as opposed to the, the sort of like the just the insane scope that talking about corruption in the Republic, you know, in the Senate, uh, it represents. That is that is a a, a daunting, Herculean task to sort of sort of try to explore the roots of corruption in the Senate, in the Galactic Republic at this point, because it's it's such, it's taken such root at this point that it's just so widespread, uh, and the Jedi. Are, are, are seemingly unaware of much of that corruption and just how far it has spread, and how far it has gone, because the veil of the dark side is over their eyes and they can't they can't sense these things. So we're, we're doing it through Mandalore, which, again, is sort of a, a, an analog for the Republic and for other worlds that are similar in their democratic structures. Uh, but what we get is a sort of... And I, ooh, it's going to sound mean. I don't, I don't mean it to, but it's kind of a basic kind of a rudimentary exploration of, of corruption. And it's, it's solved very easily, very quickly. And that makes it sort of basic, which, again, these are really broad, deep topics to, to try and explore. Uh, and, and to have them kind of so neatly tied up by the end with a little bow on them um, is a little underwhelming as far as like a satisfactory conclusion goes. There, there's interesting parts of this episode. I don't hate it by any means. It's a very fine, serviceable episode of the show, and and you know it's always fun to see Ahsoka on her journey because uh, this episode we take away her lightsaber, so she has to function without that, and we find that she's still a formidable force, a formidable opponent for anyone who stands in her way. And again, that's good, but it's there's, there's sort of beats in this episode that kind of play out like you would sort of expect them to, like these this group of young kids just happens to come across a conspiracy. Their first time out looking for it uh, after after getting a, a lecture from Ahsoka Tano about corruption. And again, I'm going I'm to play the snippet uh, of Ahsoka talking to the children because it, it, nothing she said is, is wrong. It's, it's, it is a, a, a very factual statement that she makes. But in the overall... I mean, we all know how complex the real world is. It, it's just platitudes, in, in my opinion. She's speaking from platitudes... As opposed to a sort of real world uh, take on, a, or maybe even just a more realistic uh, take on corruption and its roots and how it actually comes to be, how it spreads, and how it gets so deep seated into the culture, it, it's an interesting approach from Satine. We we find out vis a vis that that she is she brought the Jedi here because she couldn't trust anybody else to to kind of smoke out this conspiracy that she was made aware of in the previous episode. So, and if you paid attention to the previous episode, one character in particular didn't seem that concerned about the black market issues and the, and the corruption happening on the docks and things like that, and that was Almec. So, <laughs> spoiler alert when we find out that he is in fact the one sort of controlling this black market and, and helping uh, these black marketeers onto the planet with their with their supplies that uh, they're selling at exorbitant prices. And Again, this this comes about because these students, uh, their their rations, their food rations are being cut once again. They're hungry and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And again, it's a it's a very rudimentary explanation. Like, oh, we went to the docks and there's all this food there, but like, why can't anyone get any? And they go to Satine with these things, and Satine sort of is like, oh, I got this, I'll handle this. Don't worry. It just kind of dismisses the kids, as is sort of the trope, right? Like young people come across something that's serious and no one believes them. Even Ahsoka seems. Hesitant to believe them at first, but she does eventually come around because she can smell a trap a mile away So I want to go ahead and I want to play a little bit of Ahsoka's lecture. Go ahead and check that out here
0: Corruption is what happens when someone in power puts their own personal gain before the interests of the people they represent So it's a result of greed? Yes, a leader sacrifices moral integrity for the sake of money or power Entire star systems have collapsed into chaos. A revolution because their greedy politicians got caught up in a cycle of bribery and blackmail while their people suffered.
1: Again, so far she's not saying anything that's overtly wrong or anything like that. Again, it's just just kind of a a simplification of corruption. Um, But let's go ahead and let's let's hear the rest of, of what she has to say as the students begin to ask some questions so they can form a better understanding of it.
0: Does that mean most government officials are corrupt? Well, no. But the point is that temptation is always there, and citizens must be vigilant so corruption can't take root. The deadliest enemies of a society dwell within its borders, and from these internal threats, the people need to be protected. But if you don't trust your leaders, isn't that treason? It's every citizen's duty to challenge their leaders, to keep them honest, and hold them accountable if they're not. How do you do that? by exposing corrupt officials for what they are. Lasting change can only come from within.
1: And a very idealistic conclusion to the, to the speech. And again, maybe I'm just an old cynic. <laughs> and I've heard this song and dance before uh, from, from teachers and, and whatever in the, in the past. Uh, I'm, again, I guess I'm just, and maybe I'm asking something that's unreasonable of, of a show that runs about 25 minutes. Uh, and that is a deeper exploration into corruption and into its causes and effects uh, because this, again this is a very simple boiled down episode for that and again maybe I'm putting an unfair expectation onto the episode but if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna bring these things up I do think you need to kind of get into the muck with it a little bit more you know maybe a more muddled resolution at the end where it's sort of ambiguous will will Duchess Ette's administration pull itself together and root out this this corruption because, uh, it can't just be all mech. We're talking about an entire planet here. You know, there has to be more going on than just this black market that has sprung up. Now, obviously, that's what these two episodes are centered around, around this black market that has developed on Mandalore. But co- corruption is widespread. It, it, it is not just rooted in, into one area. It affects everything. And again, our, our, as we're told in the beginning of the episode from Anakin Skywalker... That that Padme Amidala's report to the Jedi Council is that Mandalore is a deeply corrupt world, and it cannot be in just one avenue. This black market. There's there's more to it than this, and Satine needs to get her house in order, right? You know, you're gonna you're, you're the leader of these people. You need to be uh, more proactive, in, in maybe and in, in investigating the people that are helping you run this government, and and you know maybe maybe satine is against having some sort of like mandalorian internal intelligence operations or something like that you know but you, you checks and balances right isn't that uh, not i mean again i say that <laughs> and i i fully believe that we live in an insanely corrupt uh you, you know government but whatever <laughs> so maybe my platitudes are just that as well i you know i i, I wish I, I wish uh, that we would do this episode. Again, I just it's just kinda simple. It's just kind of one, two, three, four, A, B, C, two plus two equals four. However you wanna wanna equate it. I I just would have liked more. I, I think that's the only thing I can really uh, try to express to, to all you all you kind, wonderful people that are listening. And I and I'm I'm curious if I'm on base. Like like I said, inherently it's not a bad episode by any means. It's it's perfectly serviceable. You can sit down and watch this, and you'll be uh, entertained by by Ahsoka and, and, and sort of like the smoking out of, of who the conspirator, conspirator conspirator actually is, as if it's you know ever really in doubt. But there there are some tropes in this again the the dismissal of the children after their investigation. And, again, even the trope of just, of just like, the, the, the kid's first night out. First night, you know, they just got a lecture on, on corruption. And uh, they go out. They decide they're going to go out to a food warehouse. And, and they, they, they just happen to find evidence of corruption. Um, and I did like the part where Ahsoka kind of calls them out for breaking and entering into a warehouse. And maybe that's why they were being chased. But, but again, Ahsoka doesn't come around. She suspects a, a, a trap. She hears that they're meeting with Almec. Uh, and I think she, you know, susses out pretty pretty quickly what's going on here, but again, I just wanted more. I want to go ahead and play the sequence from, uh, from Satine, when she's sort of telling the children that, like, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> here we go.
0: We did some investigating. There's no food shortage. We found stores of food at the government port. How would you know this? That doesn't matter right now. I beg to differ. We made a recording of a secret meeting between what we know was a government official and a black marketeer. That's why everything costs so much, and so many people are starving. We need your help to find the one responsible. This is a serious matter. I'm
1: going to pause it right there for a second. I wanted to point out this, at this point, uh, if you haven't noticed already, the the, the chest emblem that the, that the cadets have on their on their uniforms. Uh, it is that, that Heart of Beskar that we have talked about before. Uh, and it's sort of a little, a little ode to Boba Fett, who has one in, his, in the way his chest armor is aligned on his body. We've talked about it in the previous Mandalorian episodes from last season. But it's present on these cadets, and I thought, it bared mentioning. So let's go ahead and listen to the rest of the Satine sequence.
0: Uh, I agree. But the source of this evil may be more than you cadets can handle. People can be very deceiving. You don't want to get yourselves into trouble. But, Auntie, don't you see? You can't ignore this. I won't. Trust me. But for your own safety, you must let me take care of it. Now run along, all of you. Concentrate on your studies. There will be a time to save the world when you're a bit older.
1: All right, so is Satine being dismissive of them and and what they have claimed to have seen and witnessed? Or is she... You know, focusing on their safety because after all, they are children and they' they are inserting themselves into an inherently dangerous situation. I guess that is sort of what we must ask ourselves with this particular sequence. Um, and but this is also when they they now are going to make their meeting with Almec because they have been dismissed. They believe they are not being taken seriously. So uh, Corky reaches out to Prime Minister Almec sets a meeting uh, in, in which Almec is, Insanely specific about everyone he needs to be there for this the secret meeting, everyone who was at the at the warehouse the other night, the holo recording, the they all have to be there together. It's <laughs> and these kids are just like, yeah, that sounds like a really smart idea. We'll all go together with the holo recording, all the evidence we have. Again, not sussing out that that uh, uh, a, a trap is in the works here. Uh, and again, perhaps that's their that is their naivete. Um, <laughs> it's, I just think it again it's just sort of a it's just sort of a simple episode but this allows us to have ahsoka uh, stick up for her her, her uh, I don't know charges I suppose in, in a sense uh, as she like, comes to the rescue and again remember ahsoka's unarmed in this episode because as is told to us in the beginning of the episode uh, um, because of obi-wan's chicanery on in the Mandalorian episodes uh, last season uh, off-worlders are not permitted to be armed. So when Anakin drops off Ahsoka, he takes her lightsaber with him. So that is why she does not have her saber with us. But we get to see her be very, very formidable without it, which is a, which I, th- I always, I always think that's really neat when, when a, light, when a Jedi has been taken away, or has, has had their lightsaber removed from the equation when it comes to their uh, combat skills. I want to mention we get, we spend some time. It looks like Almec has the Mandalorian police force uh, under his sway as part of this conspiracy. And I don't want to talk about their buckets, because I don't like them. I don't like them one bit. They don't look cool to me. There's nothing cool about those buckets. Even, even Satine's uh, private security force, their buckets are okay. They look a bit ostentatious to me. They look a bit ostentatious. They should take a cue from their warrior past and have the T-visor. I mean, that should be so intrinsic in the Mandalorian culture. But what do I know about that? I mean, I, I I claim I know a lot about it, so I'm going to stick my guns on that. But the T-Visor, come on. I mean, that's just... It doesn't get much more Mandalorian than, than that T-shaped visor. Oof. Oh, it's so good-looking. Love it. You know I love it. Yeah, I know you love it, too. Anyhoot. so once Ahsoka gets involved, the, the plan is to try and uh, smoke out Almec and to figure out what happened to Satine because she's been kidnapped by this point. And uh, uh, Almec is going gonna, is gonna to... Attempt a sort of half-baked coup and take control of the government from Duchess Satine because, again, she she has all these people in positions of power who, uh, you know, you have to wonder. I guess that's I guess that's another avenue that I wish it would, would would have been more explored more fully. You know, when we met Almack last season, he's always seemed shady, right? Like he never seemed like he was on the up and up. His whole thing against Django Fett, which we now know there's some contradictory information in his statement about. Jango Fett. So he's always been sort of like this this character who's partially in the shadows, right? So we have to wonder: Has he always been this way, or is it the, or is it Satine's stance to stay neutral in the war uh, that has put the strain on Mandalorian uh, imports, exports, and, and and food supplies that that has caused his corruption, or was he always this way? I think we all know the answer to that. He was always this way. Always, <laughs> so Satine needs to do a better job of of uh, vetting these people. I guess I don't know. I don't know how how their uh, democracy works. You know, is Almec voted? Is he a representative of the people, or did she place him in charge? And she was uh, snowed by uh, whatever whatever uh, platform he was on, and she was like, "Yes, that works for me." And he was just a, a you know a, a power hungry bureaucrat. All along, this is sort of the exploration I wish we knew. Like I, you know, we know Almec from last season's episodes, uh, but we don't know Almec. Now we we again we check back in with these characters throughout the the course of the season, but we have to wonder where the pivotal moment was. Were they always this way? Is this a, is this a direct ramification from Satine's policies and her stance in the Clone Wars? I wish I had a better answer for you on some of these things. Uh, the the show doesn't go that deep, and, and that's sort of my issue with it. As I've been trying to tell you, again, a perfectly serviceable episode. You'll have some fun moments with it. Again, Ahsoka using the shield, you know, black, um, deflecting the stun blasts, putting a stun collar on Almec, smoking a, you know, smoking out this conspiracy. But it just it just puts a happy bow on it at the end. Like that's it. Mandalore's corruption solved. And I think we all know that is not the case. And I think it takes a little bit of time for us to check back in with the Mandalorians and where they go because in, this, in the back half of the season, um, we spend a lot more time with Jedi mysticism. And that's a good thing because we're going to have a lot of fun with that ap- episode, that arc of everything. Uh, because, yeah, it's just awesome that way. See, <laughs> this is a this is a really fun season. And, and the back half is just... Littered with insanely great episodes of the show, you know. I think we have the nicest to look forward to, the the big three parter on Mortis and and the the Citadel episodes. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a little while before we get to go back to Mandalore, and I you know I wish we were leaving it with a little bit more. Um, I, I guess less of a resolution is what I was kind of hoping for from the end of this episode, kind of keep us in the dark a little bit here, like what's going to happen next. How bad is this corruption? It was all mech the tip of the iceberg. I think that would have been a better setup than we got our man and justice has prevailed. Uh, you know, I, I, I wish it was a little bit more, um, I don't know, I I, I don't want to say real, but I I, I I wish it was more ambiguous, I suppose. More vague, more mysterious, more shrouded in the cloak of the dark side, if you will. And, you know, again, fine episode. I, I give it like a six and a half. You know, it, it's totally watchable. It's totally enjoyable, and and uh, but it's just it's just kind of easy. It, it, it's 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 a, it's a lot of platitudes. It's, a, it's there's a nobility in in what Ahsoka is teaching them, um, but it's not practical. If you if you understand what I'm saying, you know, you can teach these kids about corruption, but until they're actually in a situation where they are the ones who is on the verge of corruption, of being corrupted. And then again, it's, it's, it's platitudes and it's standing on a soapbox. And they can do better. Star Wars can do better. That's all I'm saying about that. Anyways, that's the episode for this week. That is The Academy, Season 3, Episode 6. Um, I, I, let me know if I'm off base. Am I being too hard on this episode? Uh, please reach out. You know where to find me. It's at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Hit me up with those long-form, scathing diatribes of why I missed the mark on this episode completely, and uh, I'm okay with that. It's okay, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm projecting on this episode, and and uh, you know that could be the case. I, it, it, this could be an episode that I have just my own personal issues <laughs> come to come to the surface, and are. Uh, of uh, uh, clouding my review and my my, my my uh my attempt at a even-handed review of this particular episode of the show. Anyways, anyways, well, I hope everyone is having a great time. We're rolling into another weekend. The plan is still to keep the show on target. We are planning to stay on target Mondays and Fridays as we roll into the holiday here in the states for Thanksgiving. Uh, big shout out to the, the anyone listening internationally. You will still have your shows on, on, on the holidays. I will not be taking the time off. I plan on, on getting record. I'm going to record a bunch of episodes ahead of time uh, because, as I mentioned in, in, in last week's show, I will be moving during, during the holiday. And so the, the podcast studio is going to be broken down. It will be in, in many, many pieces and in many, many boxes. And I gotta, I'm gonna, the plan is to get three to four episodes ready to go so that when I'm moving, uh, we're not going to miss a beat and everyone's going to get their shows here in the States and internationally. Even if you're not, you know, again, if you're not celebrating Thanksgiving, you should still get your shows on time, right? I believe that. I believe that 100%. And just because I'm moving doesn't mean I, sh- I-, I shouldn't uh, try to try my best to get an episode out every time that I promise I to- I will. <laughs> so Mondays, Fridays, we will stay on target and get those out to you right away. So... Hey, we're heading into the uh, Thanksgiving week, and I, I'm still blown away that it's here already. Uh, but I'm also really excited because I can do some damage to some pumpkin pie, and <laughs> I have to take my bucket off to do that. So you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll just get the straw and and slurp up some gravy <laughs> instead, so I don't have to take my bucket off because I don't want to see, I don't want people to see me without the bucket on. I don't. No, thank you. Keep it on all holiday long. It's the only way to avoid my family seeing my. Eyes rolling into the back of my skull. <laughs> All right, let's get the heck out of here. We're going to be back on Monday with another exciting episode. We got a big one. Co- well, big one. We have a, I, My recollection of this episode coming up is, is that it was fun and enjoyable. And it's Ahsoka having visions of Padme's death. And I want to see this. It's been a long time. I'm ready to revisit it. Let's get to it. Let's get out of here, though. In the meantime, we'll be back on Monday. Everyone, be awesome. Stay safe. Stay awesome. And be good to each other because uh, Mandalorians and Bucketheads, we often to stick together, okay? That's what we do, especially in this time of the holiday season. We bundle up in our besker and we stay warm by a fire. And uh, we, we drink the, 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 the hot wine, you know, the mold wine. Yes. Yes. You can use a straw for that too. Don't worry. The podcast can only end one way. This is the way this is the way This This is the way This is the way
0: I would like to see the baby